Hello there. Hello. <laughs> so we are uh, here uh, for Dose of Unity talking about something that we're going to try to make it more interesting. It's, it's talking about kind of finances and financial stuff. And uh, so Capriana and I are here. We decided we needed mimosas for this conversation. So again, to make it a little more entertaining. <laughs> Money's hard, right? Um, and we definitely want to preface this by saying we're going to focus on kind of financial literacy. We don't want to get into the weeds about financial advice or come off as speaking on high for anything because we know that like economically, it's really hard out there for the average American to even to have a savings, to have an emergency budget, to be able to plan for retirement. And that's really scary. And that's not what we're here to do today. Um, we definitely just want to talk about um, the things that impact us, the, the things that... Um, just like I said, financial literacy, financial competence, and kind of to know what, what we're looking for when we're talking about um, our basic financial needs and goals. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it, it, if you don't have your finances um, kind of figured out, it can be stressful and challenging. And so, um, yeah, so we're going to just try to uh, start out with that. And, uh, you know, one of the things everybody talks about as we're diving in here um, is building your credit. So Capriana, you you have been raised in a way that you probably have heard about the stuff your whole life. Um, not sure, but it's uh, it's something that you know either you know about it or you maybe don't know about it. So let's talk about building your credit. And uh, I know um, with my kids, for example, that are um, young adults now, they're they're really paying attention to this now. And um, yeah, I mean, obviously paying your bills on time. And, uh, you know, but the, the thing is some, some are more, uh, going to follow you more than others. So do you want to talk about that as far as the bills that you pay on time? Oh, paying bills on time. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. you have a 30 day cycle, um, basically, uh, for your, your credit card payments and the advice that I've heard, um, and had worked with people before and, you know, buying our house and other things and trying to have the most optimal credit possible, um, is, not so you can zero out your balance, but you you do want to make sure that you are using your credit cards um, in order to continue building your credit. You you want to use them within that thirty day cycle. You want to, you know, it doesn't have to be a huge amount, right? But you want to stay on the map at least once a month with your credit cards. That's something that really does help your credit. So don't be afraid. I think that's the biggest thing is people are scared to use their credit cards. Don't be just you know make a plan to be able to pay them off. Um, even if you have a small balance, um, one of the things that does affect your credit is having high balances um, on all of your cards. So keeping the balances low, I think what I heard was like, I don't know, 20 to 30% if you must, um, but that's kind of the optimal level, just keeping your balances low, but still using them and not being afraid to use them. I mean, there's so many credit cards that have such good perks. Um, actually, my husband and I have a, a Amex a Sky Miles card, and that mm -hmm. was able to, I think we went to Colorado way back in the day when we got engaged and we were able to use all of the sky miles that we had racked up from buying groceries and gas and stuff like yeah. that. We paid $15 for both of our plane tickets first class to Colorado, which was really, really cool. Cause like we had made sure to pay it off, but we'd use that card for everything and you get, mm -hmm. you know, various perks. I mean, my husband also has a Cabela's card, you know, so he gets all these points for using it and stuff and he can go, you know, pay for whatever he pays for at Cabela's. Um, so yeah, I think that that's um, the biggest thing as far as when it comes to your balances and and um, paying your bills on time. Obviously, you don't want to have any 
red marks, that's really, really difficult. Um, you can get into a situation what's called a rolling 30 days. Whereas if you, you know, you get behind one month, but then you kind of, you catch up, but you're still not quite caught up that ends up being a rolling late. Um, and that really, really, really does affect your credit. Um, I think that's something people don't quite know, especially right now when it's, it is hard to catch up on your bills. Um, but you can get into that rolling cycle of your, it doesn't feel like it or look like it, but you're actually constantly 30 days behind, even though you're trying to catch up, you're still, you're still not quite there. So. Yeah. Well, and it's like, and I think and this is something that I didn't, I didn't really pay attention to when I was younger because I got my first credit card. I was all excited. And, and actually, again, I didn't have, I didn't have the money that I needed to make everything flush, you know? So of course, you know, the biggest thing is making sure if you're using the credit card, if you at all possible can be in a position where you're paying it off every yep. month. And, um, you know, that, that is ideal, paying it off every month and making sure that you know what you're putting on the credit card so you have the money when that comes due. But otherwise, yeah, I mean, if you can get in a position where you're doing your auto bills or your groceries, your gas and everything and building up those points, but then just doing one payment, you know, that you do auto payment. Um, but yeah, the other thing is, um, is, is to ensure that you're paying it off, do yep. kind of an auto payment kind of thing. I know what the you know, some people will, in order to use the credit card, just do something, even Netflix or whatever. I was going to say, <laughs> so that's what you said, your subscription services. Yeah, and it pays it off every month, you know, because otherwise sometimes people can get in a situation where they, um, where they, uh, uh, you know, might not realize how much is on there. And then if they do an auto pay, then they're in trouble, you know, but uh, yeah, so those are a couple of things that, that make a difference. But but as far as, yeah, there are certain things that will follow you around on your credit score, the credit cards, you know, ut utilities and th certain things. And, um, you know, I'm just going to jump ahead here too, um, in terms of what does happen if you, if we get behind, you know, if, if you're in a situation where you can't pay something, whatever it is, one of the things I hear a lot is people are too afraid to just deal with it head on and they just don't know how to handle it. The best approach is to contact whoever it is you owe money to and explain the situation. And you know, and you get the bad, the red mark if you don't do anything. But at least if you call them to say, here's my situation, you'd be surprised how many organizations um, they're just so grateful that you called and let them know and they'll put you on a, a payment plan. Um, they'll note on their record, so it won't go on your credit report to show that you were late, you know, so that's the number one thing, and I hear this with anything from, uh, if you're having a hard time paying rent, you'd be surprised how many organizations or, or landlords have some type of resources or, you know, they'll work with you. Plenty of renters assistance programs, um, and I think just kind of nationally too, renters, there's a lot of rights that renters have. Um, more so than landlords and not that's like haha landlords but it's like you you do have a lot of options and there's a lot of I think we kind of assume when we get in financial situations like that we kind of assume that you're going to be looked down on people are going to kind of be like no you know figure it out um, but that's not the case I've I, we've dealt with that personally when you know Josh unexpectedly um, lost his job and we were kind of like oh my gosh, we had, you know, a baby on the way and we didn't know 
you know, what we were going to do. We had a mortgage and, you know, two vehicles and all this. And then, you know, the main source of income we had is just gone. Um, medical bills, you know, things like that. So, um, you know, navigating insurance, all of that, that we had to pay for that just hit us all at once. So one of the things that came about too, was our credit cards, like, oh my gosh, how are we going to pay these bills back or our mortgage? You know, that's obviously a huge credit thing. So how are we going to pay that back? Well, we did reach out, we reached out and we let them know that this is all what's going on. And every single one of them, every single one of them <laughs> sent us a packet. They were like, okay, these are these programs. You have these options. There's this option. If you know, whatever you can apply for this, you can apply for this. We can put a pause on this. We can do like, there was, it was so, cause I remember like sitting there on the phone, just like stressing out, like, oh my gosh, they're gonna, we're gonna put ourselves right into foreclosure or something like that. Um, or bankruptcy or whatever. And they were like, nope, we obviously we deal with this. There's stuff happens. And so every single one of them, and this is, this is every major credit card company. I know they seem like these evil organizations and these money hungry. And, you know, to some extent we, we do see that. Right. But at the same time, there are, they're humans too. There are programs. Um, so whatever situation it is, you know, don't let your credit be affected, do everything you can reach out, look into different organizations because there are even nonprofits that we know of that like will pay off your credit card, you know, crowdfunding. Yeah. 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 And just like you said, just willing to, to reach out and, and say, Hey, this is this thing, you know, and I, I remember there was a time too, like from a medical perspective, I know people can get into um, a, a difficult situation if they have medical bills, right. Which you hear, hear about all the time. You know, it's I've I've personally, you know, had to deal with this um, a few years ago when um, some pretty major stuff with one of my kids, and um, you know, I just contacted them to say, hey, this is what's happening, and here's where we're at, you know, and and, and there was you know some insurance stuff involved too, but again, same thing, you know, um, here's where we're at, giving them an update because they have that permanently noted then on their account, but what we found too is that they'd say. Um, they'd listen to you and then they'd say, actually, we have ways that we can write this off, you know, yep. and I'm just like, Phew. I would not, not have known had I not called. And, um, you know, and I, I what's that? I said, yeah. And it lasts for a while. The financial assistance program specifically in medicine, because obviously I deal with this all the time in my own personal job, but the, like the sliding scale, like if you lost an income and all of a sudden you're down to, you know, 25 grand a year they're gonna you're probably gonna get zero percent like or uh 100 where you're you pay nothing because yeah they want to help you know they they want you to be able to access care and they that's why they have those financial assistance programs and that's not just medicine like we said that's kind of every facet you know your auto um loan you know provider whoever they they have those things built in because people get in these situations stuff happens it happens to people that work there you know well, and it's, you know, One and it's, the collections like that's, that's tedious, right. expensive. They don't want to have to do that. They'll do everything they can before, even in medicine, sending you to collections. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Right. My, like my husband is randomly going somewhere. So <laughs> my kids are yeah. a little rowdy this morning. So I apologize. They, I think that's, he's taking them off location. <laughs> oh, well, I put I put my dogs in their kennels this morning so they wouldn't be barking at, you know, yes. people going by. <laughs> yep. Mine are downstairs too. The cats are also occupied. So oh goodness. But yeah, I think that the 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 takeaway on this conversation is for people not to be hesitant to just call and say, Hey, 
here's my situation. Because uh, I, I know it can seem scary. I had an aunt who was really underwater and she had this medical, well, a lot of bills that were just kind of floating out there. And I said, well, have you contacted them? And then her response to me was, oh, well, they don't care about a person like me. They just care about making money. And I thought, well, that's not true. You know, <laughs> call them. And so I worked with her and we went through one by one by one. And she was just like, wow. But she was listening to the, you know, like to the, some of the voices out there, like, oh, they don't care about, you know, and, and she learned, let's just say she learned that she could do that. And, uh, and again, we've heard this story with, you know, landlords and all sorts of things. They really, they do have the ability to make recommendations on helping, but, uh, but anyway, yeah. So we were talking about the building credit and, you know, some of the things that, that can affect that. Um, uh, and I think you know, we covered that pretty well. It, it's, it's, it's pretty obvious, but yeah, they, they're going to look at different things to understanding um, you know, what income level you're at, like with the credit cards and to see what percentages you're at. And if you're paying it off and all those kind of things that can affect it. But nowadays there are those built-in suggestions on what can, you know, increase your credit score. And I just talked to somebody who put those into place about four months ago and his uh, credit score is now in the hundreds and it started like at high 500. So um, he's super excited. He didn't do that much. He just, I think in his case, he applied for a credit card, uses it and pays it off every month on time um, and some of the other things. And that was all it took. And, and let's talk about just real briefly why the credit is important. It's not that companies or mortgage you know, banks or whatever, it's not like they're trying to say, oh no, we don't like you. So we're not gonna give you a loan or whatever. They want to be assured that you are going to pay them back because, you know, obviously that's why they're in business. So just like if you're going to say to a friend that wants a loan, you know, it's like, is this buddy of yours reliable that you know that they're going to pay you back when they get paid or whatever? Um, if they've done it over and over and over again, you're going to be like, sorry, I'm, I'm not going to get screwed by you again, you know? So it's the same thing with, with these companies. They need to be assured that you're going to pay them back. It's, it's not, um, it's, it's not that they don't like you or whatever, uh, so. And that's why you should reach out. And there's so much kind of like you had noted, there's so much you can get today, um, Experian. You can sign up for an account for free, Credit Karma. You can monitor your own credit and you can see, like it breaks it down, like super layman's terms. Like I am, I get alerts, I am on that stuff. Like it breaks it down to the point where it's like, okay, you have this many hard inquiries, from, you know, if you were trying to shop for a vehicle or whatever, and okay, that these ones are going to fall off, this affects your credit score, this percentage, or your debt to income ratio, whatever your balance is, how high your balances are, this is how much this affects it. And you can also play with the tools that they have, which I find really fun, because it's like, what if I paid off all of my student loans, because I got, yeah, I won the lottery tomorrow, and it's like, oh, look at that score go up. <laughs> um, but regardless, uh, you can you can kind of play around and see, you know, okay, well, I can pay $500 to this and I can, you know, the debt snowball, right? I can, okay, I can work, I can start with my card, my credit card with the highest interest rate, and I can make sure I can work to pay that one down and then just keep roll that amount, that monthly amount that you're comfortable spending on all of your credit cards, keep rolling it down until you're at zero. And then, you know, obviously set up some situation where you can spend. The other thing too about that is, um, being careful on closing cards because something else that affects your credit is length like time of credit like how long you've had those things so your average uh 
your average um, length of time. So like if you have, if you find this really cool new credit card and you apply for it and you get it, that's going to bring your average time down. Even if your oldest credit card you've had for 10 years and it's been fine, that's going to bring your average down. But you can say, oh, I got this new credit card, so I'm going to close my old one. That's the worst thing you can do. <laughs> you know, you're better off not using it if you really don't want to than closing the account because that'll bring your average, you know, the lifespan of your credit down, which is something lenders look for. It's like, how long have these people been, this person been contributing to their credit? Oh, 10 years. They've had great standing for 10 years. That's a gold mark for you. Um, yeah. So paying attention to those monitoring things, but also Credit Karma and Experian, they all, they're in business too. So they have kind of incentives. Like they'll say, oh, you're, you've got really good approval odds for this credit card. Mm, I would hesitate on that. I would, <laughs> I would, if you don't need it, you don't need it. They're not telling you it's good for your credit. They're telling you, you have good approval odds and it's good for them because they have a partnership with this particular company. So I would steer clear of those maybe, but self-monitoring is great. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's funny. It reminds me of, uh, you know, every time you go to JCPenney or whatever, they're trying to get you to sign up for a credit card. And, and you know, I think they have, they're required to ask at least three times to try to get that person to turn it around and, and agree to it. And the thing is, yeah, that each, each of those, it impacts your credit. And I remember I did get into trouble when I was um, younger and I didn't have very much money. So it's like, I, if I needed to get some clothes for work or whatever, um, I remember it was a store that's no longer around now, but yeah. And, and so before I got married, I, I, and this is kind of another little point that we have here is like, like you were saying, trying to keep paying off as you can. Well, if, if somebody is, is really break even or, or in the red when it comes to their income to expense ratio, it gets difficult, but you know, there are ways that you can pick up a shift at different places to earn a little bit more money and put that right against those credit cards, which is something that I've done, you know, back in back in the day when I was in that situation. And um, some, one of my relatives recently picked up a job part-time at Menards just to, you know, pick that up. And, you know, I know some people, one of my good friends, she, she was stressed out because she said, you know, I need to pay childcare if I'm gonna go do that, you know, a single mom. And, it, and so we worked on an arrangement that, Hey, you know, I'll babysit for you on Sunday, you know, and then I didn't have kids at the time, but, you know, I've seen her and other friends like, okay, we'll kind of rotate and watch each other's kids and kind of do that community thing. But uh, there are ways, you know, but um, yeah, yeah. Anything you can do to try to earn a little bit more money to pay those down. And that really reduces stress right there as far as, cause it can be heavy when you've got the credit card, um, balances that are just hanging over your head and uh you know well, yeah, but I, I, sorry go ahead no 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 it's just like making sure that you know what your budget is and we'll talk about that next oh yeah no I was just gonna say something funny one of the hottest things my husband ever said to me was I'm gonna pay off your credit card <laughs> after I had just like a dismal retail therapy thing and I was just like crying into a bunch of bags of stuff and I was like I spent like a thousand dollars and he was like it's okay I, I got it don't even worry about it I got it he's like and I, I was like because I was fully like I have to return all of this and it just felt so good and I'm sorry and he was like you're fine don't return it like we're fine <laughs> I got it and I was like I knew I loved you for a reason. <laughs> you can put that up is, with <laughs> so funny. That is so funny. Yeah. And it's nice when you got that, right? When you got that option and 
Yeah, it, you know, and, and these days, I mean, everything is about like, seems like, you know, you have to do all these things and dress a certain way and have the latest, you know, everything. And, um, and you can get really bogged down with that. And, uh, you know, going to Starbucks every day, because, you know, and it makes you feel good. And I used to go out of my way when my kids were little, I had three very young ones all together. And uh, I'd go out of my way to drive, go through the drive through Starbucks. That was something I did for myself. And actually, um, you know, I needed to cut back. So it's like, I started doing it once a week, but that was like, yeah. just for me, you know, but, but it's like, you have to think about that. So like going to, you know, talking about the budget part of it, um, knowing every dollar you're spending yep. is really important. And then really looking at that closely to say, okay, do I need this in order to survive or do I not, you know, can I make the lunches or, you know, as opposed to going to lunch or can I make coffee at home versus going to Starbucks or, or even um, if I want that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause people make fun of Dave Ramsey. I don't know if you've heard of him for, yeah. <laughs> they make fun of him for like being so anti Starbucks and stuff. And that's like for a lot of us millennials, like we, we don't have much to be happy about these days. I know. So it's like, I just want my pumpkin spice latte. Leave me alone. But like there are, oppo- if you have an opportunity to like work that into your budget, fine. Okay. Like maybe let's make a weekly Starbucks trip work for you and you spend X amount or you put X amount on your um little Starbucks card. And once that's gone, that's gone. You know, whatever it is, however you can do that or budget for, you know, twice a month going out to eat, but you spend $30 on yourself, meal and drinks and, you know, take it out in cash even. Cause that was something that I know we'll probably talk about um, for budgeting is, you know, setting aside cash for fun stuff, right? Whatever your mm-hmm. fun stuff is. And once that's gone, that's gone. So, I yeah. mean, you can make a plan for it or you don't have to, but once it's gone, it's gone. Um, and then being, um, having that discipline, I think is another thing. Cause like I have a, and this is something I work on too, because I, if I have access to money and I get to a point where I'm just like, I just need something, I, I will go over budget. I will. Like, I just, I know that about myself. So I have to have a lot more discipline. Like if I'm going out or if I'm doing something, I make sure that like, okay, I will take this out in cash. I am not traveling with a card, you know, unless it's like emergency stuff. I, I have this cash, this is what I'm spending and I'm done. And my husband is wonderful and holds me accountable. He doesn't babysit me, but I ask him to, um, yeah. Cause I mean, you you have to know you have the discipline, you know, but it's hard. It is hard. Well, it's like, you know, I, you know, kids that were, um, you know, go at the age that they're going to bars, you know, and stuff. Yeah. And it, okay. They would go with their debit card and, um, they had a, like an emergency credit card. Um, but it, you know, your debit card, if that money is, and they only would have a little bit of money in there, you know, and two, if it got it, kind of the joke, you know, if they, if it got stolen, the debit card at the um, bar or something and somebody was to try to use it they wouldn't get very far <laughs> but you know that kind of thing helps um because then you just oh I don't I'm, I'm out you know I don't have any money um so yeah so I think you know sticking to the budget need versus want and just knowing again like these are your hard costs you you can't you can't not have um, a place to live you have to have your utilities you have to have some food and that's the other thing I mean obviously inflation's increased all those costs right now, but planning ahead, you know, making meals and freezing them and all that kind of stuff to stretch your dollars and not 
have to um, throw away the food that you buy. Um, there's all those those things you can do. But then at the once you do all of your budgeting, you see, okay, I'm I'm in the hole by you know 150 bucks a month or whatever. That's when you gotta really dig deep and think, can I take on you know extra four hours a week on the weekends or something and um, and and to try to just pay that off. And uh, it reminds me when I was younger and um, we would have a chance to take, um, I was doing administrative work and we had a chance to take home some filing stuff uh, and work overtime for it. And my friend and I that worked together, we were super excited because that meant an extra 50 bucks in our pocket. And that was like everything that was a way for me to pay the utility bill or whatever. But that was just like, oh, it was heaven for me, you know, for an extra 50 bucks a month, you know, and um, but anyway, it all adds up. And, um, you know, and, and the other uh, aspect about this, too, is, um, again, trying to be creative on how you can uh, take an extra job or whatever it is. And uh, once you free yourself of that heaviness, it just is a world of difference, makes a world of difference. Oh my gosh. I ripped there. <laughs> I ended up having to consolidate because I had, I got into the same trap of like, oh, look, I can apply for all these credit cards and look how much money I have that I didn't realize that I didn't actually have. Um, and that, you know, you have to pay back eventually. Um, mm -hmm. I ended up consolidating. I got a, consol a cons consolidation loan bleh, and was able to consolidate um, all of my credit cards. And I remember making the last payment on my consolidation loan because I had hit all my credit cards for myself. And I was like, I'm not using these, even though I, you know, I could have whatever, but I was like, not healthy mindset, not going to use them. Um, I remember making that last payment of my consolidation loan and just like sitting back and be like, it's gone. Yeah, it's gone. Like how many payments did I have a month? That's like $500 back in my pocket every single month because I had such high interest and such like, just, yeah. I was making the minimum payments and like, right. that's another thing. Like, yeah. you know, you can pay more, pay more. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. So like, yeah, it's, it's a great feeling to have that off of you and if you can same thing with like cars and stuff like if you if your car still runs I know we all feel like we need the latest and greatest and the newest model of everything and we'll we're willing to put ourselves upside down or in the hole just to have something to put on social media but it's really not worth it you know like my vehicle um my SUV is almost paid off and we're talking about um you know as the boys grow and how much more space we need and we need a bigger vehicle well it's like okay well my vehicle's paid off do we need that right now no I don't need right. to go get a suburban right now like mine is perfectly fine right now it's almost going to be paid off that's going to be an extra however much um my payment is in our pocket every month you know well I'm gonna I'm gonna drive that thing into the ground I don't care what it looks like you know <laughs> yeah exactly it it really it does make a big difference and you know and again just like what what works for you um versus yeah worrying about like, why do you need you know like you said if it's because you just think it you're embarrassed because you're driving a a car that's got rust on it who cares you know it's 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 okay you know and uh um yeah it's funny some of the there was this gentleman that um from my hometown that he he lived very frugally and he started this company that he built into this multi-million dollar company awesome. and i had to interview him for something long story he still lived in this tiny little house still drove this jalopy of a car and he was the, the most humble, sweet man, gave a lot of money to charities. And, uh, you know, looking at the company, you think, oh, wow, that's like this, you know, whatever. And he was the, the the nicest, sweetest man, but you'd never know, you know, based on how he lived his life, that he was, you know, the founder of this multi-million dollar company. <laughs> um, yeah. He's, like I said, just the sweetest man, but anyway, yeah. So what's that. next? 
<laughs> I don't know. I think we talked about, we talked about a lot. Um, I know that uh, we talked about, you know, sticking to your budgets and what you need versus what you want, building your credit, what to do if you get behind on stuff. Um, we can, you know, loans are another thing that we can chat about briefly because it kind of has to do with all of that stuff um, and kind of principle and interest and um, how to pay. Because I know... <laughs> I, uh, student, student loan payments are, are knocking on my door and, uh, I don't, that's just such a, a huge daunting thing. Um, so I know that we had written down some notes, but, um, even like with your mortgage or rent or uh, not rent, but with your credit cards or whatever, um, if you can pay more, pay more, um, because the minimum payment pretty much covers the minimum payment and like interest. <laughs> so you're not really going to get ahead. It's going to take you like, like, I think one of mine said like 99, like it's 99 months or something. Like it's just, it's going to be crazy. Um, so if you can pay more, a little bit more, um, that goes to your principal. So it'll take the amount down, um, faster as far as loans go too. If you do, um, if you're fortunate enough to have a mortgage and a house in this economy, um, something I've, I've learned uh, is paying bi-weekly instead of monthly actually helps you get ahead because you're making, I think, was it one or two extra payments a year? Um, yeah. So it ends up cutting things down a lot and it feels a little bit more manageable than making like a, you know, one giant payment, splitting it into two. Most of us get paid mm -hmm. bi-weekly. So it's kind of just like, it helps. Mm -hmm. and, and you'll be surprised at how fast your, your mortgage comes down. Um, yeah. Over yeah. We did that too. Yeah. And it's, it, it felt really good. I mean, it was just, just a little bit extra and it goes directly to principal and it cuts back so, so much on the interest that you're paying. And so these are those little tricks that you can do. And again, people might think, oh, I, I can't, but like you said, even the biweekly um, as opposed to monthly payments. And if it's, and if it's auto pay too, that's another thing too. It's like, you don't really thinking about it. You're just, it's just automatically um, paying it off. And uh and along those lines too, the automatic stuff, you know, the other big piece of it too is um, from a savings perspective, you know, so we're kind of talking about two different things, but a savings perspective too, if you, if you automatically have savings coming out of your check automatically, you don't even think about it, you know, just, um, it just keeps building, you know, whether it's the savings or nowadays, you know, the savings uh, interest rates are not very good, but if you're, you know, putting it into some type of investment plan. The other thing too, is like, if you, your company offers a 401k, this is something my dad told me, he's like, whatever 401k you want to do the maximum that they will match. And that's something that was drilled into my my brain. And so when I was in my twenties and, and started that it's, it's, um, it really did help quickly to, to build that up. And, uh, so that my kids are asking me that now as they're starting their jobs. And it's like, you at least minimally want to do the max that they're matching if your company matches. Yeah. If you, if you can do that, of course, we all know that like over the years I've watched my 401k, my retirement account, just, just tank. And it's really hard to see that, you know, if your company switches retirement companies and they're not as good with that and you, you know, there's so many unpredictable things, but there's also looking into, and we don't have to get into like hyper specifics here. Um, but it, you know, working with, um, uh, you know, like an Edward Jones, like a wealth management or, you know, assistance firm that, that kind of helps you figure out where to put your money and how to budget and what you actually have. Um, cause speaking to, you know, if it automatically, your savings automatically comes out, you know, that's part of your budget, right? So you have, you're less that 
every month, but it's, you know, you're up, don't touch it unless you really need to. Cause you know, if you, if you're ever in a bind and it doesn't meet the emergency withdrawal terms of your 401k, you're going to get taxed on that. So that's a huge amount that's gone from you if you ever needed it. So there are other types of accounts, Roth IRAs, traditional IRAs, different, different types of accounts that you, you can do and utilize, um, trusts, you know, build an LLC and put your stuff in a trust and make your trust the benefit or make your, uh, LLC, the beneficiary. There's like a million different things that you can do that helps you build wealth, um, for that, that feels a little bit more secure than maybe kind of if you, if you're scared of investments, cause we all mm-hmm. should either they're, they're they're risky. They can be. Um, and same thing with 401ks, you know, it's, it's all, it's hard, right? So having that, having assistance when it comes to how, how to make your savings and how to make your money work for you, I think is pivotal. And, and those services are not like luxury services where you have to go and you have to shell out all this money. I did, I had an Edward Jones advisor when I was, um, uh, beginning in college just to help me figure out, you know, my parents were paying tuition, right? But I had my own job. So figuring out how to pay for these incidentals, you know, I paid for my own books and, you know, things like that, um, paying for gas, for insurance, for whatever it was, just helping me navigate that. And I think that we don't learn a lot, at least I didn't in high school as far as this sort of thing. Um, So I felt very ill-prepared and I made a lot of really dumb financial choices. Um, But yeah, having that advisor, it cost me nothing. It cost me absolutely nothing. Um, and he really, really helped me be in a different mindset and and figure out what's out there to be able to use. Because we see stuff on TikTok all the time and it's like, oh, that's really cool. I'm going to go do that. And then you go and try and do it. And you're like, I, your eyes glaze over because it it's just, where do you even start? You know, how do yeah. you even well, that's... that? Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and it, some people listening might think, okay, we're talking a different language, you know, but there are resources out there. I mean, even just, yeah, obviously the internet is so nice just to type in, you know, anything you want and you can get some uh, information or find out who is out there that could give you free advice on, on this stuff. And a lot of people make the mistake of thinking, oh, well, I don't make very much money at all. So I'm not going to talk to them. It's, yep. it's using whatever money you do have in a yep. smart way. So that you can kind of build that path and, uh, you know, and the other thing we didn't talk about really yet is having that emergency fund. So if there was something that came up and that's where a lot of people get into trouble too, your brakes go out in your car and now what, you know, um, you could put it on a credit card perhaps, but it's, you, you know, they say that you want to have a certain amount of money put away for, um, emergencies that pop up. And, uh, I'm just looking at my notes here, the, uh, emergency fund, um, and how much, you know, but it's, you want to make sure you have enough, at least minimally for three months too, if you were to lose your job and, uh, have that amount of money to fall back on. And again, it's hard to do when you don't have a lot of money to begin with, but that goes back to, again, budgeting and, and making sure every single thing you spend money on is something you need. Cause it's, it's surprising how quickly you could save if you really are trying and, uh, and I just think back to before I was married and I didn't make very much money at all, but it was like I scrimped to the bare bone and I was able to pay off my credit cards before we got married. And that was like remarkable. I, I didn't think I could do it, you know, until I really looked and thought, okay, every single thing I was spending money on, do I really need that? You know, can I cut that back? So yeah, if that's your goal and I think too, with like we talked about inflation, it's, it's, it's hard for people to even 
save a pen. Everybody's living paycheck to paycheck just to try and make it. You know, that's a that's an incredibly hard burden. Um, even if you are feeling like you're living bare bones um, already, and I I can empathize with that. Like I've been there. Like there we had to cut out what we think is necessary, like internet. I was like, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go to the library, you know, things, just little things like that. Um, but then you're like transportation. Okay. Well, I'm gonna, I still have to have gas or is there an opportunity for me to bite the bullet and, and, you know, ride the bus or whatever it is and just try. I mean, there's a million different things you can do and it's, it's incredibly hard and it's very uncomfortable. Um, and, you know, as much as we can be self-sustainable as possible, like the, even if you live in the middle of New York City in like a tiny little apartment, you can have a little herb garden on your, um, on your, uh, you know, countertop or wherever, just because then you don't have to go to the store for that. You know, my mom taught me how to scrap garden. So, you know, I never have to buy romaine lettuce anymore or anything else. Cause like you can just, um, oh my gosh, I forgot the word. It starts with a P, um, but you can uh, propagate, you can, um. Yeah, you can, there's a million different things that you can do that are just okay. Now I don't have to buy produce anymore and it's all inside the house. You know, it's something I can easily access or um, learning how to make, like you said, your own, your coffee at home. If you really, really like your pumpkin spice latte, there's a million different hacks um, for how to make that syrup or how to make that recipe. And you can do it at home and um, just a million different ways that we can make ourselves more sustainable because yeah, it, the, society is hard right now. The economy is hard. Everyone's feeling it. And whatever ways we can, little ways we can do, no matter how much or little we think that we have to make our money work for us is going to help us in the long term. And then also just being okay to be, be uncomfortable building community. Cause I think that that's something that I see, at least in my community working towards is almost like a back to that trade and barter system. Cause all of us collectively have come together and we're like, we don't want to buy anything. So what can I do for you? You do for me. Like you had mentioned the babysitting. Like you have the one childcare family who loves kids and their house is just a big daycare. And then you have, you know, Josh, you know, does everybody's taxes. <laughs> you know, we have various things, you know, um, that people can do or, you know, um, building businesses. I know that you are very familiar with that, but like, if there's a small, uh, a neighbor with a small, you know, Etsy shop or whatever, I'm like, Hey, I'm your marketer. I'll help you, <laughs> you know, whatever you want to do. Oh, funny, and my neighbor, I was asking, I needed help with the dogs, you know, when we were going to be out of town and, uh, and she's like, well, I hear that you know stuff about, you know, marketing. So she said, why don't we just, you know, do a trade and, and my parents live out in the country and they bought a place that has um, a field of hay and um, they didn't need it. So they did a trade <laughs> with the neighbor that has chickens. And yeah. so they say, okay, I'll give you some hay and you can give me some chickens. And then they also have um, a garden, you know? So it's, you know, we joke around that, you know, if all hell broke loose that they would have, they could live off the land, you know? And that's, and that's so important. Um, and so like building that sense of community because to the same end, like my husband's a hunter, like that's a skill that like has gone away in human society because now our meat comes from the grocery store and we don't actually know where it comes from. So that's yeah, kind of yeah. how we've gotten stuff before is like, okay, well, Josh got a turkey. We harvested a turkey. Do you want a turkey? We would love some beef. So somebody has a cow, they've got some, whatever it is, or do you want some venison? We'll do whatever. So there's there's thinking outside of the box about your finances yeah. and, and getting outside of that kind of modern societal limitation when it comes to sort of these things is another way to really, really help yourself. Um, and again, it's uncomfortable. It's a lot of work. It's hard to maintain some of these things. It's hard to the trade and barter system, it's, it's, it's hard, but we've been so used to paying for convenience 
And now we don't have the money to pay for convenience anymore as a society. We just don't. So we have to go back to kind of basics. And I think that that's that's a lot of people. Yeah. They haven't figured that out. It, it, you know, it's, I don't know, like with my aunt, for example, she kind of felt like a victim. Like she felt like someone else, well, they, this, and well, they don't, all this, they, 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 it's like, who is they exactly? You know, like, who are you complaining about the government or who are this, you know, well, ultimately what can you personally do to help yourself? You know? And, and like you say, all these examples that we're using um, is, is a way to figure it out. Cause like there is a time, you know, I had a lot of relatives that um, talked to me about the depression and there were no options. You either, you either caught your food and ate it, or you went hungry and starved, you know, you either, you know, went out in the woods and cut down trees and built your own place or you didn't or whatever, you know, it, you, whatever. But it's, I think that um, it's important for people to understand that mentality too, because ultimately it comes down to your choices and, you know, your willingness to do what it would take. Um, and it makes it, you know, more freeing. But a lot of people I know that, that went through that ended up doing quite well in the end because they figured that out, but they had to figure it out in the first place. Right. So, um, yeah. And, and that was a perfect example of my aunt, just even calling the people she owed money to just to explain her situation. And, and like I said, she was so, um, just blown away by how understanding the organizations were and how helpful. And a lot of them did write off, um, what she owed. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but anyway, yeah, well, good. Well, I, I'm just looking to see if there's anything. Oh, there's one other little tidbit here. And um, it's the 30 day rule. Okay. So this one says, instead of um, allowing yourself to make any type of impulse purchase, you should wait for 30 days before you buy. And then um, in, in fact, this one is saying you should defer all non-essential purchases for 30 days to give you time to think if you really need that. I thought that was kind of cool. Cause yeah, th- those, yeah, for me, like I've sometimes gotten into, into um, a bad habit and I'm getting better, but like at night I'd be on my phone or whatever. And then this up comes a, an ad on Instagram or whatever. Oh, oh, those are cute pants. I think I need those. And it's, and it's late, oh. you know, maybe having a glass of wine and it's yeah. like, and then I'm sleepy and it's like, oh yeah, I'm good. And then in the morning, I'm like, oh crap, that's right. I, I ordered that. I really didn't need yeah. that. <laughs> Thank God for Amazon allowing you to cancel purchases. Cause I definitely woken up in the morning. And I'm like, oh man, no cancel. But also my latest problem is TikTok shop. And I most recently bought these really ridiculous pumpkin signs and they're in my yard. And every time I look at them, I'm like, I spent $74 on those. <laughs> they're going to be here for like a month. Like I, why did I do that? You know? So yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And the, Pretty day rule is important for sure. <laughs> yeah. Is it, is it gaining you anything? And uh, yeah, yeah. When, yeah. So, I mean, I know we could talk more and more, but I think, I think we covered some good bases. Is there anything that we didn't cover? No, I think that's pretty much everything we wanted to talk about today. So if this, if you guys like this sort of content, um, let us know um, if you want to hear more kind of life skills uh, types of things. Um, we'd love to be able to share. Diane and I both over the course of our learning lives and career lives and everything have unique experiences that we love to share. And we have unique people that we know that would love to share as well. So um, yeah. 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 Along those lines, we have some 
exciting um, interviews coming up on Dose of Unity. And so we'll keep you guys posted on that. So um, it's just amazing how many people are out there doing some phenomenal things. So, um, so yeah, so we've got those kind of two parts, you know, the, uh, the life skill angle, you know, topics, and then we have, you know, more of the interview, the deep issue kind of stuff that we're digging into. So stay tuned. And thank you so much, Capriana. And I, I miss seeing you, you know, face to face, we'll do hopefully our next one, um, face to face. So for sure, for sure. Awesome. Well, take care, everyone. Have a wonderful day and uh, we'll see you in the next one. It's great. See ya. <laughs> Bye.